the life of God comes into your spirit, my spirit, and recreates us. Now pay attention to words there. The life of God comes in our spirit, comes in our spirit, and recreate us. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Why? You were born wrong the first time. In Adam all died, but in Christ all were made alive. He recreates us. And sickness is not in that re that, that new recreation. It's not there. Father, we thank you. We praise you today in the name of Jesus. Father, if we believe you today in healing too. Jesus is Lord over this class today and over every class. And we thank you and we praise you for your healing and anointing, your healing power. In the name of Jesus, we praise you for it today. And as they come to hear and to be healed, Father, that healing and anointing will start breaking loose. In the name of Jesus, and we praise you and we thank you for it this day. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Glory to God. It's good to be here again today. Yes. Amen. Let me tell you, it's going to be an exciting time in this class today. Again, we welcome every last one of you. And also, let me say, we welcome our uh, international audience today. Wherever you are looking from, whatever country, doesn't matter, we praise God for you. And we want to encourage you also, as we always say, get your Bibles, grab pen and paper, and get ready to take some real good notes. Again, the scripture said they came to hear and to be healed. And I believe you are ready today to hear and to be healed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right, uh, Prophet, we can begin. Praise the Lord. And by the way, let me say this before we begin today. <clears throat> For the last two weeks, the Prophet uh, has been leading this lesson. And this word keeps jumping out as she was teaching. Uh, and the word is enforce. Enforce. Mm -hmm. Enforce. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see that again today in this lesson. Praise God. It's going to, it's going to come up. You're going to plainly see what God gave you the power. He gave you the authority. And today we're going to put some more tools in your hand. You're going to mm -hmm. see that. All right. Amen. Okay, Glory to God. All right, great. So today, good morning, everyone, again, and thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Um, just going to go ahead and jump into Apostle's notes, and it's, the topic today is made well in Christ. I'm going to say it again, made well in Christ. And so looking at our introduction, no matter from what, angle 
you look at Christianity, it is a miracle. Yes. I'm about to just stop me whenever you, wherever you like. The most amazing miracle is the miracle of the new creation. We have never been able to get at the heart of it. Mm. We have stood outside as, spect- as spectators and looked at it from its various angles. A man becomes a new creation by receiving the very life and nature of God. Mm-hmm. Let's take these scriptures as illustration. Number one, Colossians 2 and 13 says, And you, being dead through your trespasses and the uncircumcision of the flesh, you, I say, did he make alive together with him, having been gracious to us in all our trespasses. Now, pause here for a second. We were dead in our trespasses, right? Yes. Pay attention to the words, guys. Notice what he said. We were dead in our trespasses. But look at what he did. Look what Jesus did. He made us. He didn't suggest that we be. He made us what? Alive. Alive. Folks, you can say you came back to life because you really did. Now, I don't have time to get all into it. We're going to touch some of it. But there are four kinds of death. Are you listening to me? There are four kinds of death. And you're going to see what I'm talking about as we go along here. But what I want you to focus in on and pay attention to at this moment is he made you alive. So just because he made you alive, that ought to tell you something. He don't want you dead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you know sickness and disease is a part of death? Mm-hmm. But notice, he made you alive. All right. He made me and you. He made all of us what? Alive. Keep that in mind. All right. And so you might want to uh, just take down, uh, make a note of these scriptures that we're giving today. The first one was Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13. So let's go back to our notes. And I'll read it again. And you being dead through your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of the flesh, you, I say, did he make alive through, uh, together with him, having been gracious to us in our trespasses. Praise, praise God. <clears throat> we have been made alive together with him. So Verse 12, we have been made alive together with him. With Jesus. Verse, with Jesus. Amen. Oh, yeah. Come on. Verse 12 
of Colossians 2 says, wherein you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. This is mm -hmm, wherein you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Yeah. See, when Jesus died, you died with him. But when he rose, we got up with him. Did you know that? Okay. You got up with him, ready to begin walking in the newness, pay attention to words, the newness of not death, but life. In the newness of life, Satan lost his grip. He lost his power over you. The Bible says uh, Jesus destroyed him. Don't mean annihilate, mean paralyze. He destroyed him, watch this word, who had, who had the power of death. What does that mean? Mm. Satan doesn't have it anymore. Do not have it anymore. He don't have the power of death anymore. He can't kill you at will no more. Remember Proverbs 18 and verse 21? Death and life is in the power of whose tongue? Say mine. My tongue. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. I, I say this from time to time, and I'm going to say it again today. God does not even deal with when you die. That is up to me and you. It is a misnomer. To say, well, you know, God got all our days numbered. When he pressed that button on you, you're gone. That is not what he do. That is not what the Lord do at all. You are the one. You have say so. Yes, you do. And you know what? Say it, do it. But he's praying. Did y'all know Satan pray? What he do? He prays that you stay in the dark. He pray that you stay in religion. Because mm -hmm. see, people who have a religious mind hearing me say these things today, you know, they're spilling their coffee or their tea right now. <laughs> but it's the Bible I'm giving you. Did you hear what I said? It's in your body. Mm. All right. Praise God. I'm going to read verse 12 again of Colossians 2. Wherein ye were also raised with him through faith, and the working of God raised him from the dead. Look this here. is the legal aspect it's the legal aspect of the new creation. And everything that is legally ours can become a virtual reality. Did y'all catch that? In the mind. Keep going. In the mind 
of the Father, we were made alive with Christ. Yes. When he was made alive in spirit, we were made alive in spirit. Glory to God. This becomes a reality to us when we personally accept Christ as Savior and confess him as Lord. Yes. The life yes. of God comes into our spirit and recreates us. The life of who? The life of God comes into your spirit, my spirit, and recreates us. Now pay attention to words there. The life of God comes in our spirit, comes in our spirit, and recreate us. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Why? You were born wrong the first time. In Adam all died, but in Christ all were made alive. He recreate us. And sickness is not in that re that that new recreation is not there. Are y'all hmm. getting this? It is not yes. there. Glory be to God. Cancer is not Amen. there. Diabetes is not there. Heart trouble is not there. Hmm. COVID is not is not there. None of those variants are there. Hmm. The second scripture that we're going to point out this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And it says, And you did he make alive when you were dead through your trespasses and sins. Look at that. This wow. can be called this can be called the miracle of Christianity and actually yeah. an actual new creation. There would be more pleasure in old age than in youth if we did not fear it. Did y'all hear that? We. There'll be more pleasure in what? In Old in old age, than in youth, if we did not fear it. Look at that. We dread it because of the haunting fear of pain and disease and the struggle with death. Mm-hmm. You, you see, God has not called us to death. We're not called to death. We're called to life. I think it's Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. I believe it says, uh, there are two laws. I'm paraphrasing it. But here's what the scripture says. For the law of the spirit of life. Two laws. For the law of the spirit of life, where is it found? In Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Has made me 
free from the law, here it is, of sin and death. You've been redeemed from that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have. You've been redeemed from that. Sickness and disease is nothing but little pieces of death trying to come together to fasten itself upon you to take you out. But Jesus say, wait a minute, the Father sent me so you can have what? Life. And have it in its abundance. Mm -hmm. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, the Father looks at you as though you never, ever sinned before, not one day of your life. You were cleansed. You were made whole. Glory be to God. Do y'all see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't have to keep that sickness. No, you don't. All right. Praise God. Well, I love that apostle. Praise God. And now we're going to look at a few facts about life and death that may help us. Mm -hmm. Number one, spiritual death is the parent of physical death. Say it again. Spiritual death is the parent of physical death. Look at there that. was no there was no physical death until Adam died spiritually. That's wow. right. I'll That's read that right. again. Spiritual death is the parent of physical death. There was no physical death until Adam died spiritually. Yes. There was no death in the original blueprint of creation. And then finally, we know that at the end of this age, death, as we know it, will be swallowed up of immortality. Yes. Praise God. See, death is not a friend of God. It's not a friend of yours. Mm -mm. Death is an enemy of God. Are you listening to me? Absolutely. It's the enemy of God. And the scripture said, the last enemy that God will destroy is death. It's an enemy. It's not a friend. Hmm. Why would anybody want to side up with their, with their enemy? I don't know. You are the enforcer of what Jesus came and gave you. You are wow. the enforcer of it. Are you listening to me? That's right. Write this down. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. The prophet showed you last week. Whatsoever you bind on earth 
is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth, where are we? We are in the earth. If you bind it here, it's bound in heaven. If you loose it here, if you give it permission here where you are on earth, God says he'll give it permission in heaven. Mm-hmm. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on the earth is a no in heaven. But you and I are the enforcers of it. Yes, it is illegal for you to be sick in your body, but you must enforce it. If you don't enforce it, you tie God's hands. Are you hearing me? Amen. You tie God's hands. And you see, the same thing is throughout the scriptures. We use this all the time, prophet. In Matthew chapter 18, in verse 18 and 19, if any two of you were on earth, on earth, on earth, yeah. hello, earth. If any two of you get together on earth, is touching anything. Am I saying it right? Yes, absolutely. Anything that they may ask. Whatever you ask the Father, in the name of who? In the name of Jesus. Um, Which means, in the name of Jesus means in his authority. Hmm. It's in his authority. All right. If you touch and agree here on earth, it'll be done for you, he said. If you look, but you gotta really get in agreement. You can't get in, well, I think so. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. That's not faith. You are in hope. That is not faith. Are you getting this? Thank God. You and I are the enforcers. Of what Jesus died to give you. You are the enforcer of it. But people sit back and say, well, you know, if the Lord wants me healed, he'll heal me one of these old days. You are going to die. You are going to die. And the devil is sitting back laughing at you talking like that because he knows. Satan knows. That's not the way that works. Satan know you have power over him. That's why the scripture, look, if you didn't have power over him, the scripture would never tell you, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Resist the devil. And he will. And he will. Not maybe so. Not one of these old days. In a sweet by and by when you die, no, right here in the nasty now and now, he will run from you. Go ahead. Wow, that was powerful. And then in the what? In the nasty here and now. Yes. Because it is kind of rough. It's kind of rough. Definitely. So I repeat again these few, a few uh, facts. About life and death that may help be helpful to us. A spiritual death is the parent 
of physical death. B, there was no physical death until Adam died spiritually. C, there was no death in the original blueprint of creation. Yes. Indeed. We know that at the end of this age, death will be swallowed up of immortality. Now, here's the, at the end of uh, this age. At the end of this age. It didn't say at the end of the world because the world is never going to come to an end. The end of the age will. Are you getting this? Mm-hmm. At the end of the age, not the end of the world. That's two different things. At the end of the age. Go ahead. The third verse, scripture reference that we will use this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 26. And it says, the last enemy that shall be abolished is death. Yes. There is Mm -hmm. going to be a deathless eternity. Mm-hmm. Then why can't there be a sickless present? Wow. I believe it is the will of the Father that the church be as free from sickness as it is from sin. Praise God. Death Death is an enemy. Weakness and disease are enemies. Yes. Death is not only the enemy of man, but it is also the enemy of God. Did you catch that? It's not just your enemy. It's the enemy of God also. It opposes everything about God. Keep going. Praise God. The fourth scripture that we will use this morning comes from Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. It tells us that in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, death lost its dominion. Yes. But has now been manifested by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. Who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That's right. He did two things. First, Mm -hmm. he brought life and immortality to us, and second, he abolished the dominion of death. When he rose from the dead, he had conquered death personally. Yes. He conquered death in Lazarus. He conquered Mm -hmm. death in the widow's 
son. Yes. He was the Lord of life. He was the Lord of what? He was the Lord of life. Absolutely. And our fifth scripture that we want to point out this morning comes from Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14. It says, Mm -hmm. and death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Our sixth scripture this morning is coming from Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. And it says, and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's right. And death and death shall be no more. Yeah. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. It will be the end. It will be the end of death. This promise of the final destruction of death has in it a suggestion that there is in the plan of redemption something to give us assurance of a sickless life unto our bodies Mm. where until our bodies wear out and mortality wins without a struggle. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to read that one again. This promise of the final destruction of death has in it a suggestion that there is in the plan of redemption something to give us assurance of a sickless life until our bodies wear out and mortality wins without a struggle. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. He was he was despised and rejected of men. A man of pain and acquainted with sickness and as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he made, surely he had borne our diseases and carried our sicknesses. Mm-hmm. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. Yes. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Praise God. Amen. Verse 10 says, Yet it pleased Jehovah to bruise him. He had Mm -hmm. put him to grief or made him sick. 
verse 12 says, because he poured out his soul into death and was numbered with the transgressors. Mm -hmm. Yet he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Yes. That his high priestly ministry now at the right hand of the Father. That's right. That is his high priestly ministry now at the right hand of the Father. So we mm -hmm. can see in this whole program that heads up in these words. With his stripes, we are healed. That the sins right. and disease problem have been settled. Mm -hmm. Praise, praise God. Do you remember when the ten leopards they approached Jesus and Jesus told them, go show yourself to the priests. And as you go, you are healed. Anybody remember that? I do. I do. What happened there? Jesus, as you just read here, Jesus is the high priest. His high priestly ministry still is in effect to this very moment. This day. Mm -hmm. He is Christ the Lord. No its and buts about it. This is why we use his name. What's his name? Jesus. And the scriptures say, there is no name given unto men whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus. He is your high priest. He is. It's him. Look at what he did for you. Look at what he gave you. Man, we ought to be taking advantage of that. In the Lord. Okay, prophet. That's right. Thanks, God. Amen. Wow, that's so powerful, Apostle. Praise God. And so, you know, this is so powerful, just talking about how he was so, I mean, he did it all for us. Yes. He bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. That's us. That is, that is his high priestly ministry, now at the right hand of the Father. He is our high priest. Praise God. And of course that was coming from, that was coming from Isaiah 53. Amen. And so let's look at the next verse, the next, uh, scripture that we're going to use this morning, 2 Corinthians 5.21. As surely as Jesus was our sin substitute, as described in 2 Corinthians 5.21, so surely have we become the righteousness of God in him. Mm -hmm. The object, uh, Apostle, just stop me when you're ready. 
the object of his being made sick with our diseases was that we might be perfectly healed with his life. I like that. Let's back up there a second. Let's back up there a second. We have become the what? It says the object, we have become the righteousness of him in Christ. No. Somebody listening to us will say, well, wait a minute. I thought the scripture says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Mm-mm-mm. Before Jesus came, it was not possible for you to be righteous. Because you were not in the grace dispensation there. You were under the law. Now, there are two laws. The law of the spirit of life and the law of sin and death. Under the law of sin and death, you couldn't be righteous. See, when Paul said there's none righteous, no, not one, he was talking about under the law, not under grace. If you can't be righteous today, Jesus died in vain. God made a mistake. And we know there is no mistake in God. No. None. See, in God, you don't learn by trial and error. All right. There is no trial and error in God. Mm -mm. You and I were made the righteousness of God in Christ. I want to say that again. You and I, if you are born again, you and I are his righteousness. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Yes. Because verse 17 says, if any man be in Christ, what is he? He and she is a new creature. Yes. All things and what? They passed away. And all things become what? Become new. Now that you are new in him because of what Jesus did, now you are righteous. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. Praise God. And you know, also, we like to make sure that we explain uh, things, uh, the things that we're talking about. Hopefully, you'll get a better understanding of it. I like the fact that we are the righteousness of God, but you need to know the process. That through which you were made righteous. You were made righteous through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. That's how you and I were made righteous. And if we let people steal that from us, like Satan is always trying to do, you will always walk around with a sin consciousness. You will always be sin conscious. Because Satan doesn't want you to to think of yourself as being made righteous. No, he doesn't. But when you but when you reflect on, he changed places with us. He became what you were, so that you can become what he is. And blood had to be shed for that to happen to take place. It couldn't be our blood. Because we were not perfect. We 
We were not the perfect lamb. We were laden with sin. But the Bible says he who knew no sin, Christ mm -hmm. bruised him for us. That's so right. through that shed blood, it was shed for you. It was shed for me. And through his blood, the scriptures tell us, because of his shed blood, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not separate and apart from him, but in Christ, you are righteous. And it's because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So don't let Satan deceive you. Apostle's been talking about that word, enforcement. You must make sure that you enforce that fact every day of your life. Don't let Satan make you feel guilty because of some things that are behavior, problems that we may deal with on a daily basis. He even made a way of escape for us there. He said, if you sinned, confess it. Confess it. And get right with God. Get right back in your place of righteousness. Amen? Yeah. First John uh, 1 9 tells us to do that. First John tells us, yeah, 1 and 9. It tells us, confess it. And he said, uh -huh. I'll cleanse you. I will cleanse you. I will create in you a clean heart. I will renew a right spirit. See, renew a right spirit. Your spirit has been made right because mm -hmm. of the shed blood of Jesus. That's right. But Satan wants you to stay in sin because, oh, well, you know, I, I, I did this. I did that. You know, I said some things I shouldn't have said. I was very cruel. I was mean. You know, I did this. I did that. Well, so you did. You know what you did. I know what I've done. And I already know I can hardly sleep when it's on my conscience like that. So I refuse to lay down like that. Why? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's not promised to you. So before the sun goes down every day, you should repent. You should search your own soul. The Bible says we must judge ourselves. Right, Apostle? That's right. Let yes, a man examine himself. And so when we do that, we have no need for no one else to judge us. But he That's has right. made a way. First of all, yeah. Jesus is the way. Through mm -hmm. his blood, you've been made righteous with God. That means you can go to him in prayer. That means you can approach the throne of grace. That means you are in right standing with God. You can speak to him. You can come. There, there is no more holies of holies. There is no more big curtain between us and God. No. No, you can, go, you can go right to him in prayer. You can get on your knees in your home. You can ride down the street in your automobile. Wherever you yeah. are, enter in your closet. Make, make it a closet and just go and talk to him. You have the ability to do that now. You have the power. You're righteous. So don't let Satan make you think that you are a thief. Amen. So that's, that's how it. it happens. Through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So that's all we want to look at. Let's get back to our notes. So the object 
of his being made sick with our disease was that we might be perfectly healed with his life. There is no escaping the fact that as surely as he dealt with the sin problem, watch this, he also dealt with the disease problem. Yes, He he also dealt with the sickness problem. Yes. Well, we already know, you know, we don't have to go all day long trying to convince you that God dealt with the sin problem. We already know that. We all agree. Well, why can't we get on the same boat and agree that he also dealt, not going to deal, see, that's past tense. He dealt mm-hmm. with the sin, with the sickness problem, just like he dealt with the sin problem. Amen? Yes, you Absolutely. And so the next Absolutely. verse we're going to deal with is Hebrews 9 and 26. But now, once, At the end of the age, had he been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifices of himself. See, he he put away sin. He put it away by the what? Sacrifice of himself. He sacrificed his life that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. We should make sure that that's not just the words that we speak when it's convenient. That should become a life practice to us, a daily practice of putting it on, putting it on. He did what? He sacrificed himself to put away our what? Sin. Yes. That's good. And the next, there's only two more scriptures we have in our lesson this morning. And the the next one is coming from Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12. But he, when he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever. What did he do? He sat down on the right hand of God. I'll read it again. Hebrews 10 and 12. But he, when he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, he sat down the right hand of God. He put sin away that we might be born again. Become new creation. That the sin nature, when he had held us in bondage, Satan had held us in bondage to the adversary, Mm. should be eradicated. And the nature of God should take its place. It is. It is the new nature that settles the sin problem for us individually. The problem of sin is settled. The things we did before we accepted Christ are wiped out as though they'd never been. Absolutely. Now we are in the family. We are in the family. You're in the family. I'm in the family. That's right. We are. We are. You are the righteousness of God. Amen. And then the. Final scripture for today is Hebrews 10 and 38. But my righteousness, one shall live by faith. And if he shrink back, my soul had no pleasure in him. 
The new creation is called the righteousness of God. That's right. He he is the righteousness of God. His standing with the Father is just like Jesus, like Jesus' standing. But if he sins, and this is what we talked about, he has an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. He loses the sense of righteousness when he sins. But Jesus, the righteous one, intercedes for him and restores his lost fellowship and sense of righteousness. That is so powerful, Pastor. Yes, That's the end of your notes. The end of your notes for today. Amen. See that? See that when you when you lose your sense of righteousness, when you sin, that's what we were talking about when we share with you first John one and nine, because that's what sin does. It makes you feel guilty and you lose the sense of righteousness. But look at what we're saying. But Jesus, the righteous one, what does he do? He comes and he intercedes for you and he yeah. restores your lost fellowship. That's right. In sense of righteousness. That's Hebrews ten thirty eight. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Prophet, that's powerful. It is. I think right here is a good place to open the phone line. Did this help you today? Praise it made God. me happy. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, you can be healed just listening to the word of God. Somebody said, well, well, I need somebody to lay hands on me. That's good, too. But you know what? If you are given the attention to the word of God, you are in the presence of God. You can all that sickness and disease and get up off of you. Amen. 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 Praise God.